Hello, and welcome to the Strategic Finance Lab podcast, home of Neu Group interviews and insights about the future of finance and the office of the CFO. I'm Anthony Michaels, editor of Neu Group Insights. In this episode, I speak to Christine Jensen, the treasurer of Cloudflare, a fast-growing global cloud platform based in San Francisco that provides services to improve the security and performance of internet properties like websites, apps, and APIs. The company went public in 2019. Christine took the treasurer job at Cloudflare in August 2021. After working in treasury for 15 years at companies including eBay, Johnson Controls, and Bombardier. At those two industrial manufacturers, she worked in Switzerland, where she got her MBA. Christine is now leveraging her international experience at large corporations as she works to upgrade treasury policies, processes, and procedures at a high-growth tech company. And as you'll hear in our interview, Christine, a former competitive tennis player, is keeping her eyes focused on achieving flawless execution in Treasury, while at the same time taking steps to make finance at Cloudflare a true strategic partner of the business. Christine joined me from her office in Austin, Texas. Christine, thanks so much for joining us on the Strategic Finance Lab. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. So one of the reasons I wanted you to come on the show was that you're coming up on a year in your position as treasurer at Cloudflare. And you have a background at some very big companies with larger treasury departments than Cloudflare. And just sort of as an opening shot, What's it like going from a large company, which I assume has a lot of processes and best practices in place, to a smaller one where you're now running Treasury? Yeah, I mean, Anthony, thank you once again. Uh, I think you nailed it, though, with that little intro. So at a big company, you have generally a larger Treasury organization. You have a chance to really learn best practices across the board in multiple different areas. I think going to a company like Cloudflare, the first thing you notice is that you have no standard template. You have to more or less, you know, decide how often how to figure out things, be resourceful, rely rely on your network, rely on other functions at Cloudflare in order to be successful in your role. I think it's also definitely less comfortable. So uh, you have to be okay with that uncomfortable feeling which at a big company, since you have the backup in place, I feel like you feel a little bit more secure. So I think, you know, the last thing I wanted to touch on this question was the sense of like, where do you even begin? Uh, that I feel is very hard when coming into a place like Cloudflare that's growing. You know, we've had growth, you know, of 40 to 50% in the last uh, year. And it's, it's really like, where do you start? Like, cause you've got a lot of things to sort through. And I was really brought into to grow the treasury function. Before me coming out of IPO, we had someone at Cloudflare wearing multiple different hats. So I was really there as a specialist to grow out treasury. So when I came in, it was like, well, I didn't even know the priorities or where to start. And that was a, that was a significant challenge. So Christine, I want to get a bit specific about some of the steps you're taking to make your mark at Cloudflare in terms of treasury. And I believe you are implementing a TMS. Talk to me about why you're doing that, what it's going to help you do, and some other things that you're implementing 
that will have an effect and improve like the value of treasury within the organization? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think, look, uh, at a company that's growing quickly, like Cloudflare, a common thing is that your, your growth, your systems haven't caught up yet with the growth that you've experienced as a company and, and, you know, expanding, especially internationally and things along that, along those lines. So when I came into Cloudflare, you know, I really looked at, you know, again, it goes back to this point about becoming more strategic function. You have to kick out the manual work if you want to become strategic. I think for me coming in, you know, I really focused on what processes we could automate so we could focus more on strategic work. So we looked at, you know, a team, certainly we looked at what a treasury management system could do for our company in terms of whether that's payments, whether that's accounting related to treasury and, and transactions and payments, whether that's cash forecasting and cash positioning for an exchange or any other risk you're facing, your debt. And so I think, I mean, from our side, uh, you know, the treasury management system really helps and, and, and maybe you, you develop your ERP system. I'm not saying you have to take on a treasury management system, but you have to look at your full suite of products that you have available for you today. And you have to say like, okay, do I want to automate that in this tool, that tool, or do I need a new tool? And then once you look at kind of the systems landscape, I like to take a step back and say, okay, what's the next step on automation? Are there, can you use RPA? Can you use a tool like Alteryx or something like that to automate further where a tool can't really accomplish that? But you can maybe build some, you know, have a programmer come and help you build automation on that front for these very routine tasks. Treasury and being a treasurer uh, of a company is way more exciting when you're not managing a team that's just doing manual processes and routine work because I guarantee you that's not that doesn't make it easy to retain them long term. And Going back again a little bit to your sort of learning process, both in Europe and in the U.S. at industrial companies, what were some of the key things that you learned that you are now still bringing to bear and introducing at Cloudflare? Yeah, so I think, you know, in terms of working for industrial companies, uh, I worked for some very cash-constrained companies that had very low margins. And so I think having that discipline is something that you can bring to a tech company because tech companies tend to have higher margins across the board um, and they they all, things move quicker, right? Um, and so I think taking that discipline on the cash side and really understanding, you know, okay, when cash gets tight, this X and X can happen. I think that's, that experience is very helpful even for a tech company that has a larger cash balance because things can change quickly. In terms of um, also risk, I mean, at, a, at an industrial company, you face interest rate risk, commodity risk, FX, significant FX risk, because you're usually producing and selling in different areas. So I think, you know, the tech sector is more dollar denominated, but still, you know, things evolve. You may expand beyond just billing in USD and other currencies. And so having that experience, you know, with FX and uh, specifically is definitely helpful. And when you live and work in a different country, you develop an understanding of FX that you don't have just by always living in the U.S. I, I legitimately believe that. Now, I think, though, there were also transitioning from Europe to the U.S., and I think Europe you can't really put in one lump sum because each country is different. And so there were a lot of cultural things I learned, uh, you know, in really uh, 
but on the soft skill side, I learned from working in Europe just to be very adaptable, to be in very uncomfortable positions because when when you're operating in an environment where uh, other colleagues are speaking another language and, and you may not be comfortable in that language and you have to deal with presenting something or communicating with a third party, it, it, it that um, adaptability can transfer to any job. And it also, you know, it gives me confidence in the U.S., you know, going to an interview, for example, in the U.S., I didn't have to like prepare hours in advance just on the language side. All I could, all I had to do is speak in English about my, 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 my profile and my background. So it, it definitely brings me more confidence coming back to the U.S. and communicating in English for an American company. But, um, that com, you know, uh, that skill set I'll have my whole life from working over there. I want to talk about your skill in another area and how it helps you perhaps in treasury. You were a competitive tennis player, I believe, like top ranked in Illinois for four straight years. You played in college. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, the pressure cooker that is competitive tennis singles, especially, uh, how has that served you in navigating your career? Yeah, so um, I've been playing competitive tennis since a very young age. I uh, won the Illinois State Championship for three years, which uh, is still one of my greatest achievements in life. So I'm very proud of that. And I went on to play uh, tennis at the University of Michigan. And so uh, looking at what I did on that front and transferring that to the business world, I think there are are numerous skills I learned from that situation, whether it's, as you talked on, the, the stress, and the pressure cooker and transferring that to the business world and in having that confidence that you can handle the pressure from the discipline and the practice that you have to do from the strategy behind how you put together a point and then transferring that to like working with people on a project and, and thinking about how everyone um, acts, you know, how, what, what's everyone's going to be everyone's next move on a project. I think the, the tennis world, um, as I said, uh, has been a, you know, a great influence on my success in business and getting to where I am today. I think nowadays for me, it's more uh, a stress release, just going on the tennis court. And if you have a hard day at work, smashing the ball around is, is always a good thing, whether that's tennis or another thing. Uh, the one thing I have to say about tennis, though, that is a little bit different than the business world, and I learned that when I played on a team in college, but tennis is a solo sport. And so uh, you have to be able to move into the business world where it's definitely not a solo sport. It's about collaboration, working with teams, managing a team. And so that's one skill set I think tennis kind of compared to other sports may lack a bit. But um Certainly, that that would be the only thing I could say is something someone who played a lot of tennis would maybe have to work on. Talk to me a little bit about that, because one of the points you made to me in one of our earlier conversations was about uh, managing within a corporation and making other people like you in some ways. And that cross-functional interaction, as you just mentioned, how does that play into what you're doing right now and what you've done in the last year at the company? Yeah, so I think really the key to being successful in treasury is not just focused on treasury and the tasks you're doing, but focused on that collaboration and that cross-functional work. And um, I, so I think, you know, if, if I have to give advice to any treasurer, it's like focus on the cross-functional. That's how you become strategic at any company. So, you know, 
how do you do that? I think you first have to deliver on the basic treasury option. Get, make sure your house is in good order. Then from there, you can, you know, think about collaboration. Um, I think, you know, uh, I think having structure certainly helps if you're, if you're working on a project or having a plan in place, making sure people are accountable. But also, as I said, the credibility you have from managing your house well, um, then that transfers to working um, cross-functionally. And I think the key to being successful cross-functionally is be curious, open to things that may be outside of your expertise, and um, be willing to take on you know new challenges and projects that come your way. And um, generally, the business appreciates that. I think uh, they. Um, I want to. You know, I always you know find it interesting if Treasury can transition from just being a support function to actually delivering Valerie to business and external customers because I've worked for some treasuries where that I have very little um, exposure to that and I and I don't really see that impact and I think there's there's definitely a greater potential to a company like Cloudflare that's uh, growing um, we're also I mean we're smaller uh, as well still but we don't have our, our culture is not based on like you know having huge hierarchies so one of the nice things about working at a Cloudflare is that you can like go directly to the source and get the answers you want. And I think that makes it easier to do these cross-functional projects and really drive change. So let me ask you, Christine, about cryptocurrency, which I know you're personally interested in. You see crypto as a way for Treasury to add value to an organization. Can you tell me why? Yeah, so so look, I um, certainly the crypto market is very volatile right now. Uh, I. I find it very fascinating. I'm I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I, you know, I'm curious to see how everyone's um, going to come out of the current. I wouldn't say it's a crisis, but it is definitely very volatile. So I'm very curious to see what's happening in, in the market today. I think in terms of companies in general out there, I think every company is looking at Web3 and in, in, in thinking about, okay, what impact would Web3 have potentially on my customer base? And, you know, what would potentially would be a product they would be looking at um, in relation to Web3? I don't, uh, I think every company is thinking that way right now. And then if you go one step further and say, yeah, and then on top of that, crypt, what about crypto's payment? Uh, you know, that is something usually within the, the realm of treasury. So I actually think crypto and put aside the current volatility in the market, we'll see what comes of that. But I actually think crypto is a chance to make treasure even more relevant. It's it's one of those things that is not only a support function, but it's also working with different teams within your company and really coming up with the strategy. So um, I, I think it's a chance. Uh, rarely do you see change in treasury like I see in the digital assets or cryptocurrency landscape today. And for me, it's very exciting, actually. Uh, how it materializes for Cloudflare or other companies, I think it's too, uh, it, we're, we're too young in the process to know. But, um, you know, we're certainly, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, what, uh, what kind of risk that would bring in Treasury. How, you know, how, how, why would you, even going to the business case of why would a company want to accept crypto as a payment method and things like that. I do see, you know, from, from purely payment method point of view, like, Crypto essentially is very inexpensive to make payments and they're instant. 
Now, put aside the other complexities. That I see as like, you know, there's there's a potential business case long term for it. But I think we're a long way away and we have to have a stable market before any corporate treasury starts to get more. I mean, we're talking a handful of companies out there, I think, from my perspective, that he, that even been, um, you know, have gone into it last year. And we'll see what happens this year with the turmoil in the market. But um, as I said, it's a chance for Treasury to really be relevant. It's another risk facing Treasury that it's not like a traditional asset that we manage. It's, it's something new. It's not a bank account that you can just put cash on. So I find it very exciting. Talk to me about other areas where you see Treasury having a role or perhaps a greater role in strategic thinking at the company, at your company or at other companies. Hmm. Good question. So I think uh, certainly M and A. Uh, if if Treasury can get at the table on M and A, I think that's something very interesting uh, to to be a part of. Often, I I found in previous companies I've worked for, Treasury gets involved too late. So that's about um, having that being known as a strategic function, and you're and not just known as hey, you have to make the final payment. Uh, no, get involved, you know, at the front because, you know, ultimately treasury people have a lot of skill set, uh, to offer. Uh, even if you have an M&A and a strategic finance team, treasury people are, you know, are analytical, look at risks. You know, I think they can add value in a situation like that. Um, we talk, you know, obviously we have the traditional finance activities. I think, you know, working capital is one area I could see treasury. Uh, it depends really on the company. But, you know, since Treasury is so involved with cash and we really see the flows over the bank account, I think we can work closer with AR and AP to really drive, you know, some significant wins there, too. Other things, I think, you know, obviously technology and automation and anything that touches multiple teams uh, and systems is where Treasury can come in and, and add value as well. Well, this has been really interesting and illuminating, Christine, and I want to thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Best of luck. Talk to you soon, I hope. Yeah, indeed. Talk to you soon. That's this week's Strategic Finance Lab podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us next time for more insights about the future of finance and the office of the CFO. I'm Anthony Michaels, editor of Neugroup Insights.